Looking for podcasts to listen to? Check out our collection of shows on the Brothers Bear Network. First up, Brothers Bear Podcast, a comedy show where two brothers and their friend talk about everything from movies, music, and their love for everything geek. New episodes uploaded every Monday. Or 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, where you hop into our DeLorean and go back in time with a podcast that talks about the past, including pop culture, video games, random life stories, but mostly about the movies from our past. New episodes uploaded every Friday. There's also Disney Plus Podcast, a show with four hosts talking about what's on Disney Plus. Each week we'll watch something that's only on Disney Plus and review slash discuss the movie or show. We'll also talk some Disney history, news, or related topics about Disney. New episodes uploaded every Thursday. And last, Monkey Monsters Podcast is now Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast, a show about family life, relationships, movies, stories of our past, having kids, and arguing slash debating over which is better, pancakes or French toast. New episodes are uploaded every Wednesday. All shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. This is the Brothers Bear Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. everybody welcome back to another episode of 88 miles per hour podcast you are joining me in my delorean and today i am not sitting alone in this delorean i am joined by two guys one of you guys is uh, basically sitting bitch is that what it's called when you're in the middle in yeah the <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm yeah, not sure that's... Some, one of you guys called shotgun because <laughs> the delorean is small so there's not room for much people but yeah, um... sitting on my lap eh? <laughs> 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 but yeah, but I am joined today in my adventures through the DeLorean, traveling back in time. And today I got uh, two guys joining me. Uh, it's from a trio. It's from a, a podcast that I've actually guested on before. And uh, I, I guess I'll just leave it up to you, these guys to introduce themselves. So please introduce yourselves to the audience. All right, I guess I'll start it off. Uh, I'm Ramon from one of the three from Chicano Shuffle. <laughs> and one of the second, I guess. Yeah, the second. <laughs> Fernando. <laughs> yeah, we're we're both from a, a podcast, a Chicano Shuffle. And yes, you. I think you've been on our podcast twice. No, once. The second time, you were dressed up as a uh, Doctor Evil with me. Yeah. And when we, every time we wanted to get you, you were busy taking pictures, and you know, it was at the what was it, East LA Cape? Yeah, the East LA Con. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like the way it is for these guys, the way I, it's been a while. Honestly, uh, when I first met you guys, I I knew I wanted to do a podcast with you guys. Like I knew, and it was always related to a film because it's like, when it comes to certain movies, I always feel like certain people that I meet are going to be perfect for certain films, you know, to do certain films. And there is, there's, there's been a handful of movies I've been wanting to do with this mm -hmm. podcast. One of them is La Bamba. And I always felt that that's like when i met you guys i was like oh you know what like I, I bet these guys would be good to do something that relates to especially because it's like even though it necessarily it doesn't take place in east la like the the movie like i always felt it was very much an east la movie for some reason i guess because i was in east la at the time when this movie oh, was I believe when it came out right yeah, away you know right away <laughs> not only that but i guess we could relate to it because it was it was based on a chicano icon. yeah 
And that's another reason why with you guys, it just shows, you know, Chicano Shuffle. So uh, before we get more into that, uh, I feel like, you know, people are, are like, you know, if this is the, if, if they've never listened to you guys before, what is Chicano Shuffle? Oh, Ramon. Uh, we're just three guys from L.A. Um, I, born, two of us were born and raised in, in Islos and in Boyle Heights, and uh, the third, our third counterpart was from Linwood. But we're just three vatos that known each other for, like, what is it, 20 years now? And a long time, man. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. And we just talk random pendejadas, dude. It's like it, there is no topic. I mean, I write down notes. Just in case we, I see us like hitting a wall or like yeah. the, the, the mm -hmm. conversation is like shifting or changing or, or dwindling down. But for the most part, we just show up and we just, it's like three guys just getting together and talking. That's all it is. The only difference is that we hit record. Yeah. I mean, it's it about right. Yeah. Cause it's like when I listen to your podcast uh, and I know uh, when you guys have talked about like comments and fan mail and stuff like that, where people feel like they're, they're sitting with their friends. That's the one thing I like about, about your guys' show is that when I'm sitting there listening to it, I feel like I'm a part of it. Like, cause you guys are just talking and you each have, it's just like when you're sitting with any of your friends and, yeah. and just like, you know, BSing back and yeah. forth. And, and that's what it feels like, you know, it's like, and that's, that's what I like about your guys' show. It's like, you guys go in and you'll tell life stories and stuff or whatever, like memories. And it just relates very much to like, like, I'm like, oh, I remember, you know, I had something similar like that with my friends and so on and so forth. So it, it's like, it's for me, it, it's actually a good show. But the first time I introduced was East LA Con. Like it was yeah. the first one. That's when I met yeah, you. That's kind of what we're going for away. That fucking you're hanging out vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And, a couple extra chelas, but yeah. When, when we did the East LA Con, and um, I think it was Peter uh, that told us, Peter and uh, Dre and um, Patrick, they were telling us, oh, like, oh, we got so-and-so, we got this vendor, we got that vendor, but they were also going to get Han Cholo. When he, <laughs> when he said Han Cholo, I'm like, and Ramon got out giddy. Oh, oh, I know Han Cholo. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 um, I love those pictures. Every, like, at Comic Cons or yeah. any cons. You know, you were there with, uh, you know, with Arturito and um, Princess Chola. Or what is it? No, yeah. <laughs> Princess Loca. Princess Loca. Yeah. And everything. And it was just like, it was, it was a different take. I mean, I, I don't know. It was, it was genius what you guys did you know <laughs> he, he got giddy he got giddy. i got very giddy i was just like oh my god and, and i'm telling these guys dude han cholo's gonna be there and they're like who han cholo you guys don't follow this and once i showed them they're like oh yeah yeah oh we've seen that guy oh really he's gonna be there like yeah and i was just i mean believe it or not i got nervous when they said like okay when i think it was dre Say yeah. like, hey, man, I'm gonna bring you, um, you know, I'm gonna bring you Santos. I'm like, Santos, who's Santos? I'm like the, the luchador or what? I'm like, no, 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 I'm Cholo. <laughs> oh shit, I got all nervous. You know, we were in the booth. <laughs> <and we're> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. He's all <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I remember that. It was like you're a fangirl, girling man. Yeah, like, you're all excited. I was like, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I was just excited just to be a guest on a podcast. I was like, oh, cool. You know, this is awesome. You know, but it's just, it's, it's like, I think that's where the, it developed of like getting to know each other. Like, even though like I, I, we don't hang out, but I, I, I see you guys as, 
in a sense of friends because when I ran, when I've seen you guys previous or online, you know, leaving comments and stuff like that, like yeah. it, like it feels it, it doesn't feel like it's just like um not not business, but where it's like oh, it's like oh, there's those guys, all right, whatever, you know. No, it, it actually yeah. does feel like like um like a friendship in a sense for me. Yeah, we're, we're, it's like like when we're back in high school Those and we run into each other in the hallway, you know, like exactly. Hey, you know? Yeah, it's like we got we got I got English class over here. You got PE, yeah. but every yeah, time we cross paths, like hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it is, and I and I know that like there's been time. I think there was a time that I guess you guys were going to San Diego, and you were reaching out like, hey, anybody in San Diego knows where to hang oh, out? Or where do we? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember I saw them. I'm like, you know what? We got we got some listeners and some followers. So I gave you some names, and I think one of them because these girls are amazing. They're like they're taco fanatics, you know. Dude, they, they, eyes, I mean, they ain't doing it right now because they're stuck at home. But they go to taco <laughs> places like crazy. Yeah, yeah they just like oh. looking tacos. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? Like these girls are just finding like the best spots when it comes to tacos. What's yeah, that? and then I think you were you were asking for seafood or seafood tacos or fish tacos or something. Yeah, like. I believe it was fish tacos. Yeah, you know, my girl, she was craving that. She's like, oh, I want fish tacos. Yeah, and I told, and then I remember like, hey, I know somebody you gotta hit up. You gotta hit up four eyes for four eye four eyes for tacos. Yeah, and it's spelled <laughs> out four, not not the number four, but yeah, four eyes for tacos. So shout out yeah. to them uh, for giving us updates. I don't know how they're doing it right now. Because they obviously can't go out and be eating tacos. So, yeah. but I mean, yeah, they, they're ones. If you want to know the best spots to hit tacos, mainly San Diego, because that's where they're based. But they will yeah. give you stuff around most they've of been, California. They've been down to Boyle Heights and they've hit up Momo's Tacos right there on, um, what is it, Soto? And um, I don't know if it's Wabash or it's Pomeroy. Yeah. Or somewhere around there. Uh, is Momo's tacos, and when they came down, I'm all like, "Wow, these girls are—they're traveling now. They're moving, you know." Yeah. Like, oh, shit. So if you want some tacos, man, check them out on Instagram. Four eyes. Wait, what did I just say? Four eyes for tacos. <laughs> yeah, four eyes for tacos. I'm like, I'm like, damn, I just read it right now. <laughs> all right, well, you guys, you're on my movie podcast. You guys are here you're gonna talk movies. So let's start off first with well, uh, on the show, I always hear Fernie. So is, do I go by Fernando or Fernie? What do I go by? Whatever you yeah. want, brother. It doesn't matter to me. All right. Well, I'll go by Fernie because I know you guys got this cool little intro song that you oh, guys yeah. sing at the beginning. That yeah. I mean, I'm assuming Ramon is singing it, but then he makes a mention to Fernie. Who's playing the guitar? Uh, Esteban. Uh, okay. Uh, so the one guy that's the, 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 yeah. is not here. The mystery guest. Yes. Okay. The mystery <laughs> guest. <laughs> All right. So Fernie. All right. So, so if. What's your uh, all-time favorite movie? Oh, shit. I don't know. You're going to hit me with these big ones right away. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all-time favorite? I, I yeah. love Blade Runner. I guess I'll go with Blade Runner right now. Really? Now, is it just the original theatrical? Or you're talking about the director's cut? Because there's like I don't even, yeah, so I many don't even versions. I don't even know which one it is anymore because there's so many of them. Where, right? And I'm not like Ramon. That Ramon likes to like rewatch movies, but I know... Blade Runner, at least, is one that I've watched multiple times. Yeah. And I don't watch a lot of movies like multiple. I might see it once, twice, maybe three times. But Blade Runner, I think, it might be in the teens way. So are, are, you, are you very much, like, are you one that's actually, like, crazy about movies? Or you're, like, because you said, like, you most, like, two times, three times. Or you don't well, feel like. Yeah. Well, I like, yeah, I like movies 
quite a bit, but I, I just don't have that um like capacity is that 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 no that like capacity that Ramon has. I rather watch something new mm-hmm. or something something like take my time those two hours on something I haven't seen. Yeah. And watching something like a third or fourth time, you know? Uh, yeah. See, something like what... uh like Memento or um what's the oh. other one with the top? The the oh, you yeah, know Inception. the Inception some dude like something like that you gotta watch a few times to fucking yeah, to get it around. Like, what happened? <laughs> but there's other ones you watch once, and I'm, I'm satisfied. Even as chingon as it was, I, I'm satisfied, you know? I'd rather watch yeah. something uh, new. Like, for, I, I want to see as much as I can in my lifetime. Yeah, like, I've noticed the one thing when it comes to, like, movies, when, because I don't have cable. We, everything, we just stream now. It's all just the internet where we stream Hulu, whatever, Netflix. But back when... When I had cable back when, you know, when I was living with my parents growing up and all this and that. The good old days, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I found myself, like, whenever something would be on TV, like a movie, like, it was always kind of the same films. I found myself always watching it. Like, you know, The Goonies, Back to the Future, oh, Shawshank. Like, it'd it just be on. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch it. If I'm getting ready to go to work or I just got home from work, it didn't matter where it, uh, it was. I would watch it. And I, I, I saw... With cable, I found myself watching movies more only because when they happen to be on, I would just sit and watch it where when you're streaming now, it's like you're going through and you spend most of your time trying to find something. And then you're yeah. like, well, what, what, what should I watch? And then you see an old movie. You're like, oh, I like this movie, but hold on. Let me see what else I can find. Because it's like <laughs> yeah. one of those and where you're you just keep, like. You keep scrolling through the thumbnails and then it's like, yeah. oh, what, did I, what did I see that I wanted to check out? Ah, fuck it. And then you keep going. I always yeah. do the, like, I pick a movie, and I'm like, all right, if I can't find anything, I'll watch this one. And then I keep scrolling and scrolling, and then, yeah, I just forget. Well, it was like, you you lose it. Yeah, you lose it. <laughs> you spend, just, you you spend I, one movie fucking searching. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck I, up what around. I do is uh, I'll add it to my list, so that way yeah. I won't forget it. So then when I can't, I just go back to my list, and then there they are. Yeah. Well, what about you, Ramon? What's your favorite movie? Oh man, well if you have any um any of our listeners checking it out, I'm gonna tell you it's Pulp Fiction. Uh, I can see I was about to ask right now because like right there, right behind your 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 freaking yeah, your bike. Yeah, you I see it. that picture right there. You see the yeah, film? Right the path <laughs> of the righteous man is beset up now. What is it? Ah fuck, I'm already brain farting right there. But yeah, uh, Ezekiel twenty five <laughs> seventeen, you know? Yeah. That's when they well, that's when they shoot up Brett. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, you're a smart motherfucker, Brett. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, that, see, that, that is a good movie. So it, would that be, when it comes to Quentin, it's like no matter what, that's always uh, You favorite. know what? Big fan of Quentin. My only movie that it's like rated at the bottom from him is uh, Jackie Brown. Dude, same here. I've always, I feel like that's kind of everybody's. Like, that's always the the weaker of all of them. Like, yeah. I saw it once when it was first came out on video with my buddy and I was just like, eh, nah. And I never really went back to view it again. Um, After Pulp Fiction, um, I I became a big fan of Quentin because then I went back and I – and see, back then, the internet was just starting, but you didn't have the accessibility that you have now. You didn't have, like, Google as a search engine. You had, what, Ask Jeeves? Yeah. (laughs) That internet, man. (laughs) But then then, um, what I started doing is I started looking into Quentin and I would go to like a variety or I would go like the magazines or I'll go to like bookstores and whatever I can find on him. And then I started seeing uh, even newspapers. You start seeing his previous work. So I started chasing. That's when I, I, I ran into Reservoir Dogs after Pulp Fiction. Loved it. And then I found out that he wrote, um, what is it? Um, 
Oh, the one with um. Oh shoot. God, the Are you one talking with, about with Robert Rodriguez from no, Ro- no, the one with Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper, the one with the, the Sicilian. Oh, stuff. oh, well, yeah, oh, I know shit. what you're talking about. Uh, romance, true romance. Yeah, true romance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I doubt that he wrote That's that, so I'm like, what the fuck? I started watching that. And then I think it was what, uh, California, no, uh, Natural Born Killers was also. Yeah, he also wrote that one, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm like, holy shit, this guy is good. So. I found out that they were filming in Carson. I was working uh, off of uh, Rancho Dominguez, which is really close to Carson, um, that they were filming Jackie Brown at the Bells Bond. So <laughs> dude, right after work, I would go and I'll try to hang out there, try to see when they were filming it. <laughs> when the movie came out, I was, I was at, uh, I went to Delamo Mall or, or the Delamo Theater to go see it over there. Yeah. You know? And when I saw it, I was enthusiastic. I liked it, but it didn't have that, that like you know they hooked me but they just didn't reel me in yeah and i'm like oh man is this a fluke and no i mean after that he he came out with you know you know he came out with uh what was it kill bill yeah kill bill and oh dude i was in it and then from there on but then you were, I, you were in kill bill no <laughs> no i wasn't that was in japan this is one of the muertos on the floor when because <laughs> right now you said like oh kill bill i was in it i was like what no, I, I got in it you know, no, i, I know it. i know what you mean it just sounded yeah. funny because you're like oh the guy in the back with the sword you should have seen me I was yeah. like, <laughs> but anything that he did and then i found out that he did this um four rooms remember four rooms yes 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 yeah, yeah where where the one of um the there are four stories in the hotel and that hotel is actually in downtown right there on fourth and spring um, right next to our bar that Fernie and I used to go to a lot and a bunch of our oh, friends, shit. 107. I, it's not the Alexandria. What is it? The Barclay? I think it's a Barclay hotel. That's where they filmed uh, four rooms and it takes, yeah. and it's four stories by four directors. And I think the last two are by, by far the best. The Misbehaviors by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, that one's my favorite out of all. Oh, and then the man from Hollywood one. with, you know, with Quentin. Yeah, Adam's Quentin's man from Hollywood. Yeah, and I think it was just beautiful. I mean, those. I mean, I I freaking love that guy. I mean, he's he's talented. He's he's, he's good, you know, bro. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bromance, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm always curious because like I know with them that he's he's always said he's been interested in wanting to do like a Star Trek movie. Like he really wants to do one, and it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. But I mean, like when he says he's retiring. Does that mean he's retiring from doing his own movies and he's going to go off and do a bunch of other people's movies or what? Because I'm hoping that's what it is. Like, he's like, all right, this is my last movie. I'm done. No more. And then he well, goes off and does, you know. The, the anticipation, I think he's always said that his whole thing is that he wanted to do 10 films and he's up to his ninth one with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. He's, he's on his ninth one. So this 10th one... I don't know. I mean, uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be, what was it, um, like the post uh, Kill Bill where, um, what is it? Oh, uh, but they've been talking about that for years, man. Yeah. Like it's all, it's supposed to be the little girls. Yeah, like, Beretta Green she, and she goes back. Yeah. I mean, and it, that's the thing, but I don't know. He's got a, he had a falling out with Uma Thurman, you know? Oh, yeah, and that recently, too. And she, yeah, like with, she the, with this whole Harvey Weinstein and the Me Too, but there was yeah, a yeah. service during the, the Kill Bill filming where... Um, the they, car crash, right? Yeah, she's in a Carmen Kia, 
and they're like it was faulty as fuck and they're just like just drive it fast and it just it's a common gear off. bro coming <laughs> gear i'm Jump saying it's a common gear it's faulty man. as fuck yeah yeah, yeah. Well, what's no up shit. with the with the feet in all his movies man <laughs> hey that's his fetish he loves right that's his girls and just barefoot hey if that's what he likes right now man yeah. <laughs> the other thing with his movies is that he's always said and he's never denied it that all, all the movies that influenced them um he he takes a little piece of it and converts it or adds it into his movies you know yeah he he like it's a like an homage a lot of people say that he's copying, but he's not like, no, it's an homage. It's like, you know, these are the directors. These are the movies that made me the, the person that I am. So I like to give that back, you know? So what about he, his Western way? What do you think of his fucking, the Western? Oh, the, like, which one is it? Django? No, no not Django. Oh, no, the other oh, one. The, uh, the Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight way. You know what? I, 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 I love the dialogue. The dialogue is is key for me. I mean, he sucks you in and it's just, um, it's just the way his, he, the way he writes, but not only that, but the actors that portray his writing or put his writing into, I, 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 I liked it. Didn't get great reviews. His maybe his heart wasn't set into it because uh, the script got, what was it, published or leaked? It got leaked. Yeah, it got leaked. But I liked it. I mean, it's not in my, not on my top five i mean it is might it, be like it's it's like one above jackie brown that's what i was gonna <laughs> um, say is it jackie brown or <laughs> yeah no it's above it, jackie brown i don't Definitely. think jackie brown was that bad way i just think it didn't feel like it had that um that quentin like, to like it. fucking sprinkling yeah it's more like a, a movie just like yeah it's still good though i still like it it had a, i think so when i saw it i i took from it that um it was trying, I felt that he was trying to recreate Pulp Fiction with the dialogue. Yeah. Because um, some of those Jackson's character kind of had that, um, what is it, um, uh, Jules Winfield vibe to it. Yeah. Only like, you know, so I felt that was a little bit, Robert De Niro in it, he was cool, but it wasn't the Robert De Niro that I know or that we grew up watching. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? how pissed. He wasn't, ty- he's typecast. Yeah, he must yeah. be typecast. Yeah. If he's not typecast, I'm not watching. You're like, man. He's like, not All right, so we got, all right, real quick, let's do this. All right, look, uh, you know, we're going to do a little something different then. All right, we, we got oh, sure. right here, we got, I'm going to just do the main, main, main theatrical releases. We got Reservoir Dogs. We got Pulp Fiction. We got Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, both volumes as one single film. Oh, we're, we're gonna do um, uh, Inglorious Bastards because I'm not including any of the Grindhouse because that's also separate. Yes. So Inglorious Bastards. We're gonna do Django, Hateful, and Once Upon a Time. So that's eight movies as of now. It looks like because I know he. If that's eight, what does he list as his? Uh... No, because Kill Bills are are are. Um... Oh yeah, he separated. He that, right? yeah. too, yeah. Okay, he well, but I'll, I'll count it as one. We got eight movies. So as a, wait, why does it say? Oh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're using Zoom. So right now I got a gift from oh. Zoom. Running out of time, we'll remove the forty-minute time limit on your group meeting. Love yeah, it. I got the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. We're using Zoom. We're not using Skype, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> hey we got a gift from zoom there you go so we don't have to worry about cutting it all right cool 
So let, let's do this. As of now, we know from the eight films, so we got eight movies. From the bottom two, we got, it seems like it's going to be Jackie Brown is number one for all of us. Yeah. And then we got freaking, what, what, Hateful Eight, right? Hateful Eight. All right, Hateful Eight. So that leaves six movies. So let's see. So I kind of know, like I kind of know where, where Ramon is going. So Fernie, let, let's, let's start off with you. What do you think is your top from Quentin? It's top now. It's Pulp Fiction. It's got to be Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. All right. So we got yeah. Pulp Fiction for both of you guys. Yes. So, so that's your number. For me, honestly, I know everyone goes with Pulp Fiction, but I have to say Reservoir Dogs. I love Reservoir Dogs over Pulp Fiction. It's a great freaking movie. And I, I, that's I, true. Like, I love it. And I know it's, it's, it's like his start, but I think that movie is amazing. All right. So the now, soundtrack like, is fucking amazing on that right? movie. Right? <laughs> Dude, that's what, he's all, that's what he's known for. Yeah. He, he writes over it with his music. Like, He'll hear a song and he knows like I need uh, like when he starts writing, he his music's involved in it. So he's yeah. like, okay, this is the song I'm using, this is the scene I'm writing. Da, da, da. Like that, that's what's cool. It's not like he'll write yeah. it and then he's like, let me try to find a song to fit this. No, he's he's doing it ahead of the curve. Like yeah, he's as he's writing. That's freaking amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, right. so my number two, what would my number two be? Uh Pulp Fiction is number one. My number sure. two. I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, two and three are gonna be the Kill Bills. Two and three, okay. So we got Kill Bill for. Well, no, actually, we're we're leaving Kill Bill as one. Okay, yeah, the Kill Bills will be number. You know what? No, no, no. Let's separate it because you're right. Some people actually enjoy the first one over the second, and then others are like, "Oh, I love the dialogue," and they like the second because you could actually rank Kill Bill one over another movie. So, you know what? Let's separate it. Let's do the nine. So as yeah. of now, your your yours is Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill one and two. Where yeah. do you, so now you got to do two. What's your number oh, two? Sure. What's your number three for Fernie? Reservoir Dogs and then Glorious Bastards. Ah, oh, dude, that's pretty Damn, good. That's good. I like. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So I'm gonna do for me. My number one is yeah, Reservoir Dogs, and I would have to say Kill Bill is my number two, Volume one, and then from there I'm gonna have to do. Uh, Inglorious Bastards for the third, so yeah. that's where that's where I go. All right, so we're now we're in number four. So where number do we go four? on number four for each of us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for number four for me would be um, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious. Oh, okay. All right. What about you, Fernie? Shit. Um, I was gonna go with Django, but then I just remembered about the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that one was so. <laughs> fuck. Ah, shit. I'm gonna go with the, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really like it. Okay. No. All right. So you know what? You know, honestly, I'm gonna do a switcheroo. My number two is actually gonna be Once Upon a Time because honestly, I really enjoyed that movie. It yeah. took me forever to watch it because it's a long one. So it's like when at night after once the, you know the kid goes to sleep because during the day I don't watch any TV because I just can't. I'm always watching him this and that. Let them whatever they want to watch. So at night. It took me like a week to watch it, but I thought that movie was amazing. It was so fun. It was and awesome. So I think I'm going to do Kill Bill 1 as my number four, and I'm going to do number two as Once Upon a Time. So now we're down to our fifth film of, of Quentin. Well, I, I would have done the same thing, but I'm not cheating like Santos over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about it. I would have put a number two, but I'll keep it on number All four. Right. Okay. <laughs> what about you guys as number five we still have uh basically hatefully uh django and then um 
what else we got? Jackie Brown. And then I know some of you haven't. Oh, I haven't even listed Pulp Fiction. Oh, mine's actually going to be pretty low for that oh, one. Oh, shit. Damn. All right, well, where do you guys go for your number five? So let me see. I got Pulp Fiction, the Jack, uh, the Kill Bills, uh, Glorious Bastards. Uh, I'm going to go with Reservoir Dogs, number five. All right, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. And I'm, I guess I'll – fuck. Yeah, Django, I guess. Even though – yeah, fuck it. Let's go Django. Fuck it. All right. I'll, for, that's where I'll do Pulp Fiction is where I'll jump on Pulp Fiction for number five. Now we got the, the – we're going down. We got six, seven, eight, and nine. All right. Uh, so uh, Reservoir Dogs, I got it. Um, the next one is going to be uh, – my number six is going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time, that's, that's all. That's pretty low. <laughs> well, that's pretty low. well, the thing is that it's the recent one, you know? It's yeah, so you one. haven't had time to. Yeah, I have. Movie. I've only seen it. I've only seen it twice. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think the more I see it, the more I'm gonna get it. Um, for, for Ramon, that's a low, low number. Low. <laughs> that is, man. Almost six is like, yeah, all twice. right. <laughs> twice. Twice. Yeah. No, but I'm saying for him to have only seen it twice is a very low number. Yeah. Like, well, it's probably if this movie wasn't what three hours long or four. How long it's is that? Long. Yeah, so if it were like a regular, you know, 90-minute, 70-minute movie, he probably would have watched it like eight times by now. Oh, <laughs> All right, what do we got for number six, Bernie? Uh, the, I guess we'll go to the Kill Bills. We're, we still doing one or we're separating them? One. No, we separated them, so you're think, uh, either one or two. Uh, let's put let's, – let's do them in order, one and then two. Yeah, fuck it. Okay. Right so, on. So then, yeah. oh, so then you gave us your six and seven. Yeah, yeah. Doing, yeah. All right, cool. So then I'll do I'll do my six and seven real quick. So my six, because I already said Pulp Fiction, so that would leave me. I would Django. actually have to do Django and then yeah. Kill Bill two, and at that oh. point I'm gonna go the same at the very end where my last. I'll just end it. Eight and nine is gonna be yeah. freaking hateful, and then Jackie Brown, and that's probably gonna be <laughs> yeah. for me. Or Jackie Browning. I know. My seven, my seven would be Django. My eight would be um, Hateful Eight, and number nine would be uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah, that's the way I would go with it. And then I'm assuming <laughs> the same with you, Fernie. Yeah, I closed right. mine out right. I got to kill Bills, and then the yeah. Hateful Eight, and so because uh, I mean, uh, because Jackie then Brown. we still have you know we have True Romance, we have uh, the Grindhouse, which is those uh, don't count in this. Ramon's always trying to. <laughs> I'm almost always trying to cheat, bro. And then you know, and we're just I talking about it yesterday. You should cheat You know, then we gotta like, and then you the subcategories because you got Desperado when he does a cameo. You got Little Nicky when he does a blind. Play. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he does have like a a little bit of like you know he does have all these different because from dust till dawn he also has screenplay yeah. credit. You know, yeah, Four Rooms, Natural Born Killers, True Romance, Grindhouse, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and then, yeah, Grainhouse, you know, so you got all of those. Uh, all right, well, there you have it. So, <laughs> you know, we ranked, you know, we were talking uh, Quinn, so we ranked them, but I think it's time, you know, the, 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 the point, the time of what this episode is about is today's episode. We are traveling back to 1987 to talk about the great, for me, I think is an amazing movie, La Bamba. So here we La go. Bamba. Released July 24th. Yes, July 24th. Why? Is there something special about... Is that your birthday? No, 
it, it's just it, it sticks to me. I don't know why. It was in July, and I remember uh, when it came out, my parents took me to go see it. All right. Hey, how old are you? If I can I'm ask. I'm 43. You're 43. All right. Yeah. See, I saw it in the theater too. Uh, my dad, he takes us to the movies all the time. Dude, we we would go to Commerce Theater because they do the two first. Oh, the two first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, we, that's yeah, where we go yeah. all the time and go see put two. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember what we saw with La Bamba, but I know it's like, uh, yeah, we I, we saw this in the theater, dude. So growing up, it was like, man, I, I love La Bamba. We'd always watch it like that, you know. So yeah. for me, this movie holds a lot for like truly like one of my childhood childhood films because I grew up watching it all the time. And anybody I knew, family and all that, we would watch it always, man. Yeah, I never got to see it in the theater, but um, yeah, I didn't go as much as, as you guys are talking about, but. Yeah, it has a special place. That, that, that sure. movie, I mean, to, I mean, and I always believed that that Lou Diamond Phillips was Chicano, you know? I'm like, until like, <laughs> it was until like, maybe like, what was it? Uh, five years or six years after the movie, I, I find out that like, he's like Filipino and white or something like really? that. Yeah, yeah. He's an Asian Chicano. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like the the Hispanics of Asia, wing. <laughs> yeah, that's true, you know. And and then it was just like, I mean, especially too, because he had you tricked, or for me as a kid, because he came out and stand and deliver, and he played yeah. a cholo, you know, and he's all like doing. <laughs> that, that's one I, I need I need to do soon, but. And, then, you know. and if it wasn't, and then it wasn't until he did that that what was it that thriller uh, first the first power I think it was. Or he's, a, he's a detective uh, looking for a uh, Richard Ramirez like uh, serial killer. But with, yeah, you never see that movie, The First Power? No. Yeah, when, that, wait, when is that? Like the 90s or 80s? That was early 90s, I believe. Okay, The First Power. If it wasn't in 89, it must have been in 90 or 91. Because I know you did a movie about bats where he's all, there's a bunch of killer bats. You guys ever seen that? No, we haven't seen no, I don't. It was like during the late '90s, where like they were doing all these like horror creature movies and stuff, like you know Lake Placid and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anaconda. Well, he did one about bats. It's just called bats. <laughs> it's a bunch of killer bats. Um, but I, you know, he was also oh, hey, he, he also played like a, a Native American in, a, but he was mixed, right? In, oh, in yeah, he was a, he was a yeah. Mexican Native American. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. In uh, in Young Guns, I thought he was great in that one too. Yeah, that and looked the, a good one. That one used to trip me out because every time he wanted to say "pinche vato," he'd say "chivato," "chivato." Chivato. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's true, pero chiculero for pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> I just broke the glass, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck. He's trying so hard with. <laughs> well i like like i mean i know where this is getting far into the movie but i do like when that record producer shows up to his house and he starts oh. he starts talking to him spanish and he's yeah. like I, I don't know spanish man i don't speak spanish <laughs> yeah bob uh, babo hey babo yeah that's uh, a that's another actor that he is very key in every role that he does joe pantoliano yeah he, i mean yeah. if you guys remember risky business he's the pimp yeah. yeah, and if you ever, for uh, the youngins out there listening to this episode, Baby's Day Out, he was one of the villains. 
<laughs> you know, we got some young people listening to this. So, you know, if they want to know who we're talking about, he's the bald guy. He usually wears a wig. He's always one of those guys that always wore a hat and everything. And then he's also in Bad Boys. He plays the uh, the, the chief. The chief, yeah. He's been in all three, actually. So yeah, he's been Bad so. Boys. So that's who Joey Pants is. Uh, he's a uh, he's a great actor. So yeah. So let's uh, real quick. Um, yeah, the the film was released in July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty seven. It is dr- directed by Luis Valdez and yes. star Lou Diamond Phillips, Isai, Isai Morales, and. Oh, well, Elizabeth Pena, she passed away a few years ago, yes, but she, she was great in it as was Rosie. Was it cancer, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, um, it was a rough one. I know we did a tribute to her in, in one of the older episodes of Brothers Bear Podcast We because we're like, we, we found out, and she, you know, she was in The Incredibles. Like, she did one of the voices for Pixar. They used her. She was oh, also, shit. you know, uh, Jacob's Ladder, but then there's also Rosanna DeSoto. You know, Joey yeah. Pants, uh, Rick Dees comes out in it, yeah. Ryan Setzer. So, yeah, so it's a, this movie, um, what you call it, the budget was well, uh, $6 uh, dollars yeah, $6 uh, estimated, but it, it oh, grows. Sure. I mean, it was a huge hit, basically. So, you know? like, it was a huge hit. When, when yeah. you mentioned the, the director, Luis Valdez, Luis Valdez was also responsible for the Campesino Theater, and he did the suit suit. Yes, he is. He, I actually, he has him down. I have him down right here as his credits. He did, yeah, yeah he did Zoot Suit. Uh, he, he, yeah, he was a, he was a big. Uh, he's also big in the Chicano movement, where like with Cesar Chavez. Yeah. He grew up, he grew up fucking uh, picking the field with his brother, way. Yeah, who comes out of the movie too. His brother is El Tio Lelo in La Bamba. Yeah. Oh really? He's oh that's cool. I didn't the, know that. Yeah, the Tio Lelo is well, that dude. That dude Tio Lelo is his brother and he's the one that actually like wanted to make the movie with another director before mm-hmm. Luis Valdez got involved. And then the, oh. the that little girl, the, the, his, um, Richie's, uh, Connie? she like his, his daughter. No, the, the baby, the, is it his yeah, sister? The, the sisters. Yeah. If you look at her, she's <laughs> just, it is a bad way to put it, but they have son, igual de prietos que el tío Lelo. Yeah. <laughs> the little girl that she's the yeah. same, like skin color. She's yeah. the daughter of the director. Oh really? Yeah, the the, the, the one that plays his little sister. All right, yeah, that's some little cool. So it's a family affair. Yeah, well, that's the thing. When they came to this movie, the family was really involved with this because, like, before you do any research in this movie, when you watch this movie, you're you're going in expect, ex- expecting to see a movie about you know Richie Valens. You know, you're going in. It's like La Bamba. Like, oh, his music career, like everything. And when you start watching it, you realize this movie is really it's pretty much about his brother you know it's, it's about bob and i mean it's like the whole the whole thing is really pretty much bob and then you start watching you're like god damn like like this guy was like a terrible brother a terrible human being a horrible boyfriend if you could call it a boyfriend there's so much going on and with the family and you're like man like like this has to be all like hollywood man they all this made up or whatever but then you find out the family was really involved with this movie and so was like like there's it's like they okayed the script like so it's like and you find out like bob was around during the filming of this movie like yeah. all these people were around like richie got to know the family of, uh, of i mean richie i'm sorry lou diamond phyllis got lou to diamond know the family. it's all right it happens <laughs> no, well, the, the, the real connie tamin sale way i yeah, remember she, it, 
in one of the parties, she's uh, she's like in the back. She's a viejita in the back way. Oh yeah, the 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 wait a minute, Connie's the mom, mom right? Richie's mom. mom comes out on the like in the back. She's a little viejita, también little fucking. It's hard to point her out. It's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, like and and it's it's pretty cool to see that you know, and it's just like. Like, sometimes, like, in movies, like, if you watch certain films, like, I'll just give an example of two films, like, especially when it comes to, like, Disney, where you, like, oh, based on a true story, like, if you would see Remember the Titans or, you know, the Cool Runnings, like, a lot of that is just freaking made up for Hollywood. Like, when you watch it and you're, like, like with the bobsled, like, oh, man, they were treated like garbage when they showed up at the Olympics and they're being racist to them, all this and that. And then when I read up on it, like, that was a, that was all a lie. Like, they were treated with open arms and welcome. Same with, like, when it came to like remember the titans like a lot of the stuff that they showed of how like he was gonna get kicked out with one loss blah blah, blah all this stuff like a lot of that's made up when you watch in la bamba you think like all oh, this plane crash in the beginning and it killed his friend like it's made up i was reading like no that was true that really did happen he that was, should happen yeah he wasn't there he, he was actually at his grandfather's funeral and a freaking fighter jet and a plane collided and yeah it killed a bunch of kids you know, and the people in the planes, you're like, what the fuck, that's real? Like, holy crap. Like, I'm like, this ain't Hollywood. This is legit. So it's, it's yeah. pretty crazy, you know. And, and again, like, Bob was involved. Like, he was there on set. And to know that he allowed them to be like, yeah, go ahead. make, make You know, I was an asshole back in the day. So go ahead. Like, I mean, it's pretty crazy, like, for this movie, you know. He, like, he passed away, like, three years ago, I think. Yeah. 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 Bob. yeah. I remember when I heard about it, I'm all like, oh, man. So I ended up playing Sleepwalker, you know? <laughs> it's just funny, though, because it's like when he passed away, people were thinking it was Isai. Like, they were posting his thing as a, because oh, like, yeah. people know him as Bob, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bob, Bob was, uh, the character Bob was always my favorite in that movie. I mean, he, the, his... His one lines, you know, the, the, you know, like, it ain't my first and it won't be my last, you know? Right? Like, you need a little bota in your life, you know? I mean, yeah. like, you know? No shit. Well, wasn't, wasn't it you, Ramon, or who, who was it? Someone, someone told me, I, I want to say Ramon, because Ramon, we've talked about it a few times, but that the movie originally was supposed to, like, the, 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 the lead was going to be Bob. And, like, it was the Richie Valen story, but told, like, from, the, the, from Bob's angle. Oh no! I didn't tell you that one. Someone told me I thought yeah, it was no. you for sure, but I don't. Oh, I think it was El Otro Compa really into La Bamba. Yeah, that it was the the main the story was supposed to be told through Bob, and then they shifted it over to to Richie. Yeah. Right. So so, so then it, it would have been like Bob like being like you know here's a story about my brother and he's kind of like it's almost like he's narrating yeah. you through something like happened. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, it was told through his eyes. That's why I think his character in the movie too has such great lines and like his character's kind of, I don't want to say fully developed, but like it is well developed. He's just not like a background player in other words. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you think about it when it comes to Richie and Bob, like if you remove everything Bob from this movie, like what, you know, Richie was, was a good kid. Like, so what, 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 would, what, what movie would you have? I mean, you're going to have him starting the band, get signed he he has issues with the with his girlfriend's father who pretty much seems like he's you know racist and you know or a bigot and and then he dies <laughs> you know he goes on tour and he dies there's not much so that's why i feel they had to include bob's story because 
honestly, it's, I mean, it's entertaining. It's effed up. As a kid, I watched it. I thought Bob was funny. Because yeah, I know what's going on. Like, I'm a kid. Dude. <laughs> Ramon's face. <laughs> Ramon's not a green. I don't know why, but a lot of, um, so Bob, I would have to say Bob and um, Cesar Rosas and uh, who's the other one? And I, I would say not Edward James Olmos, but a lot of those kind of like helped me, kind of guided me to get a certain look or get to a certain way. <laughs> I love Bob's hair. Look at you the know? hair. Look at I the love hair. Bob's hair. That's Bob oh, there hair. You go. Right there. Uh, yeah, that that's, is true. <laughs> that's Bob hair. But he had hey. the, the, the dry pump. You know, he had the dry pump. Um, Cesar Rosa, dude, he was always with his Ray Bans, you know? And, and the way he dressed was pretty cool. And, and uh, Edward James almost, it's just like his like very cool, suave demeanor, you know? Like, there, there, there was um, and then Cheech, Cheech is the other one. His his humor, you know, yeah. he's always So all these people kind of help in a way help shape me to the the individual that I am. Whether it's I I have my own personality, but a lot of it it's been guided through the these icons that we grow up watching. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Esai Morales is like he's there, man. I mean, I, I, if you think that I was a fanboy with when I met you, dude, when I meet fucking Asai, if I ever get to meet Asai, I'll be like, yeah. no. <laughs> I love you and Bob, and you start crying. Eh? Bob! Bob! <laughs> He's going to get all pissed when you start calling him Bob. Yeah. <laughs> why Bob? No, why? He, tr- he tried to run away from that for a while, no? That Even Morales? when I found out that Asai Morales is Puerto Rican, I still never shifted. <laughs> what a dick. Why would it shift? Wait, that guy was Filipinos. I don't understand. Oh, I mean, Richie, Richie was whatever. But Bob is like, you know, how, how Santos says over here. Like, Bob was the the foundation of the movie. You yeah. Know? He was that pillar right there. He was a strength. Well, that's what I was saying. It, 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 it went that way because I, it was meant to be focused on him. If not, they might have had him, like, cut in, like, where, where he takes him to the new house. You know, he bought that house. And then he'd kind of come in and out, but I don't think they would have showed him as much way if it originally, like the if they just went Richie Valens. It feels like another they went another direction. In other words, yeah, I mean they needed they needed some form of drama with this movie when it comes to this film. And yeah, like adding Bob, it it it's it's um you know like all right like like when it comes to the film, like when we start off right away, you you get that flashback to the plane crash. And, and, you know, so we see that happen and Richie wakes up and that's where you see originally where he's living at the time. And he's with his mom and it takes place in 1957. So when he died, when, when Richie Valens died, he was 17 years old. The actual plane crash that happened at his school that he wasn't there was in 1957. So I'm not sure how old, like what's the time frame of how old Richie was, was to be. Was the, the plane crash in 57 also? Yeah. Like it says, it, it happened. Yeah, like the the plane well, crash. I know, I know yeah. it happened, but even like the because I, 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 he was like, huh? Wasn't it in 1952? No, it says right no, here. No. The plane crash at Richie Valens School happened on January 31st, 1957. A DC uh, a DC-7 and an F-89 jet collided and broke up in midair. The DC landed on the playground of Pacoima Junior High School, now yeah. Pacoima Middle School 
while students were outside at recess. Everyone on the DC-7 was killed. Several students died on the playground. 75 were injured. Balance was out of school that day, attending his grandfather's funeral. The crash caused Balance fear of flying. So, yeah, that's why. So it says it. I mean, it, it could have been just been the movie, like, oh, 1957. But so, like, I'm wondering if it's middle school, how old was Richie? Like, what's the, the time frame? Or was Richie... Well, well, I thought the time frame in the in the movie was I think he these like when he started like coming up he was sixteen and when he died he was seventeen. So is like it, you're saying so is the movie you think it's like it, it's in a year? Yeah, it takes place probably, in, yeah. in a year. Probably yeah, a year. Yeah. When he's in the fields, it looks like it's a it's a summer, and then uh, by the time he hits it big and he dies, it's in the winter. But it's, so yeah. I don't think in six months he got that. You know, no, because it it could have been because. You got to remember too that uh, Valens never put out a record in his lifetime. Yeah. He put out singles. Yeah. He put out singles and his record came out like a, I don't know how many months after he died. He never put out an actual album. So even in the movie, when when you see them, he goes to the what was it uh, the party, the pizza party, yeah, at the radio station, and his his manager's handing out fucking LPs. Yeah. That's impossible. He didn't have an album. Could have been forty-five. <laughs> yeah. So, like, maybe, so, maybe that's that Hollywood moment where they're like, let's just throw that in there just to add for a scene. It, is. it could also be the, 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 what is it, the producers or, or the one that, that, I forgot the name of the person that's in charge of the script that always makes sure that, that they're script going. Supervisor. The script supervisor. <laughs> yeah. Know. It could have been that, that issue where it was just like, you know, they messed up and. No, like, but I'm saying, if, if you're filming, I mean, it, look, it looks much better if you're, if you're passing of out course. like big ass LPs than, exactly. than a little fucking 45, you know? Yeah, it just it's just it makes it look better on film. Yeah, instead of hiding out these little things, also too, I guess at that time frame, you know, when you get this movie in '87, what was what what were kids listening to at the time? So I think they would understand seeing that more over like a little, you know. Yeah, yeah. Little disc that, that might be, that's true too. That yeah. could be one of those things. I mean, yeah, you know. because um, CDs were barely starting to come out, but that's when the the time of the laser disc, I think, also like '88. <laughs> They had the big laser. They weren't in the nineties laser disc. No, yeah, the, the, CDs, the CDs pommeled the fucking laser disc. Yeah, but the, the, oh wait, when did I'm gonna look that up? Laser disc. He's gonna fact check you, bro. He's gonna <laughs> fact. Well, no, me. because it makes me wonder if it, if it's older than it is. Like I'm, uh, uh, then that'd be freaking amazing. Like, cause I didn't know that. Like, if that's the case. I remember. I remember. Um. Um. Yeah, it must have been um, like. Hey, bro. Here you go, man. <laughs> Laser disc released December 11, 1978. Damn. Yeah. 41 years ago as Disco Vision. That's when the first Laser disc was released. So they were Damn. released at that time. Now, maybe Laser disc as a, a, a film format didn't really, it says right here, they didn't start to gain popularity until the 90s. So yeah, see, they were around, but the 90s is when they gained their popularity. Holy crap, I didn't know that, man. So it's actually older than what you said. Yeah, that's right. yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, you know I didn't what? know that. Shit. Well, neither, neither you nor me, Fernie. <laughs> the bones. Yeah, the bones. dude, the, the very first Laserdisc player, 1984. Okay. Holy crap. Damn, I'm learning well, this right now. I remember the Laserdisc in the 80s. I I had Betamax at that time, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then people already were CD. You, you you picked the loser, bro. 
Yeah, I know. I yeah. <laughs> you know, growing up as a kid, like yeah, we had Betamax. That was our thing, you know, Betamax, everything, and nope. And not only that, but I mean, what little, what little you guys can invest, you invested in Laserdisc and Betamask. Beta yeah, <laughs> and then they all went. Yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> you fucked know, up, <laughs> fucked up. You know, it, it's uh when we go going back into the film. You know what's crazy about this is like when you. When you watch certain movies and you see the date, you see like right here, it says Northern California, 1957. So you're like, oh man, this takes place a long time ago. The thing is about that intro, when you see they're out in the fields, you're like 1957, look at how they used to live, you know, people working in the fields and all that. Like, no, that still exists right now. Like that, yeah. oh, they're still on the fields. There are still people working in the fields right now, pulling all your fruits and vegetables, all this and that. Like, I'm also... For people watching this thinking like, oh, that was back in the day. That that that's old time. That doesn't exist. Like, no, nah, it still it still exists right now, man. Up, you know, traveling yeah, up north and north. Might have changes instead of those uh, cloth tents. There might be those pop up tents. You know, those camping. Yeah. That might be the only difference. Little little fucking the pulling trailers too. A little yeah, the little pop up ones. Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. But oh, yeah, it's crazy. Even even now during the crisis, we're in. There's people out there picking your fucking fruits yep. and vegetables. Like. They're all they're all covered and everything because i saw a video the other day where it's like they're all still working hard and everything but freaking they're covered they, you know it's like where where's all your fruits and veggies coming from it's the you know it's these people they're out there man just rocking that's why you guys ever seen that meme where it's usually pops around thanksgiving where it shows this family around a thanksgiving table and it says you know thank you it, it, it's spelled out so when you're reading it, it says thank you jesus for this food and then it shows the picture of a guy like you know he's in the fields and he says the nada yeah, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, Jesus. What's this What's this What part of along those lines? The the reason I think I, I I have that fond memory of La Bamba too, is the first movie I remember, that was like a the Chicano like kind of a, like I can kind of relate to that wasn't about fucking gangsters where. Like yeah. the Latino or the, the Chicano wasn't a gangster way. It was it's just like he said, he was, he was, <laughs> yeah, he, he was a good old boy that, that fucking exactly. played rock way, you know? He didn't fucking, he wasn't banging or anything way. He wasn't in, he, the only reason he got in a rumble was because his brother, Bob, you know? Like, yeah, you know, it's like, that's true. You're right. Because when you, when you go back and especially in the eighties, man. Yeah. And you see most times when you would see Latinos in films, they made them choros. You know, they're always gangbangers. And and it's like when I mean hell, the next movie in, in freaking Stand and Deliver, he played a choro, you yeah. know. But in this movie, he's he's honestly a clean cut boy. Like there's not he's not a bad kid at all. And his focus was just rock and roll and music. So that's yeah. what I like. The downside is we still got a bad side of that. He wasn't a cholo, but this guy was an alcoholic. He loved drugs, you know, and he he was basically I mean, I don't know if he was a physically it seemed like he was physically abusive to her. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for sure, oh, he talks about rape and shit. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you know what? I practically have to rape her to have sex with her. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, dude. Wow, really? Come on. <laughs> but and you know, when I saw that, I didn't pay attention to that detail. Yeah. I didn't, oh, we didn't I, know about that shit back then. Yeah, you didn't know yeah. about it. You know? You're a kid. You're like, man, whatever. <laughs> you just yeah, know, yeah. like, oh, he's not good. They're fighting. But in reality, you're like, holy crap. That's what's going I, on. I was, I was 11 years old when I want to go see that movie. Yeah, it's like, so you're not gonna really know. It's like the one thing I didn't, I, I never saw this at, when I'm growing up. I never really paid attention to this until I saw, you know, 
as an adult because that happens you watch something as a kid and then when you get older you're like what the hell i didn't even get that like one of the things that i never caught growing up as a kid watching this movie was that when bob first shows up to the camp where they're all living richie puts his arm around rosie like because it's basically hey this is my girlfriend and then right then that first night he's already over there in the woods just you know freaking having a good old time with her and then he shows up afterwards and kisses her and he's like he's all mad like oh never mind he's like oh that's your girl like i don't know how well he didn't even say that's your girl but he's like oh i didn't know you know i never oh, yeah he did he does say he says oh shit was there's something going on bro and yeah he's and, like, whatever kid, bro I never caught that. Like, I never knew they were in a relationship whatsoever. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, I didn't know that. Like, and then that's weird. Imagine, like, let's just say, I don't know if you guys have uh, brothers or anything, um, but, like, imagine that, like, you got a girl and then your brother shows up and then he hooks up with her. Like, hey, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, that's my girl, man. Like, I don't know. At this point, I, I always thought about that, but it wasn't until, like, I don't know, my 50th time watching it, and I was already, like, you know, 15 or 16. That's cabron. That's cabron. Yeah, we had the time. Days, bro. We had the time. <laughs> That's cabron. Oh, I've seen that movie, I think I'm already at the triple digits that I've seen it. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've probably seen it pretty much a lot. I mean, more so back then than I have now. Yeah. Like I said, but it was always on TV, you know, Channel 5 and all that. Like, it was always on. Yes, bro. We had the VHS. We just pop it. Yeah. You know? My, like, sister, you know. my sister and I, we would, you know, just, you know, I, if I wanted to pick up, like, if it was my turn or whatever it was, I would just get a movie like, oh, we're watching Obama today. And then she'll be like, all right, well, we're watching The Little Mermaid. All right, cool. They were watching Homeward, Homeward Bound. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. They were watching, um, what was the other one? Oh, um, Predator, you know which another one that came out in 87 and you know we we had all these videos we had a a cousin that he was dating a girl that his her family owned a video store so he would bring us all these nice all of them so we had dude we actually had a whole freaking i would say like one of those china cabinets full of yeah you know I didn't well, have I didn't have movies like that growing up. <laughs> well, I got I got lucky because one of my buddies they had this uh this um recorder like a VHS, but it was like uh it was really an expensive one. So what they would do is they would rent movies and right away record it, like and and, and it was just like so. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so it's like they had also too like a whole shelf of all these VHS movies. They would rent it once, and then that's all they had to do. So me and my yeah, buddy, they, dude, we watched. had to put the little piece of paper on the little tab, though, so that it yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. The, so you could record tape. it, yeah, because they—that's how they would do it. As long as you that was, that, that was their DRM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like you had ways of going around it, dude. But we would watch, you know, we uh, all these movies, like especially like '80s movies. That's why for me, like when I started this show, hence the 80 miles per hour podcast, it, it it dealt with the fact that my love for Back to the Future. But another thing I've always enjoyed and loved was 80s movies like i love 80s movies i'm a huge fan of 80s movies uh especially a lot of the mainstream movies because it's like growing up like i mentioned commerce theaters my dad take us to movies all the time La Bamba. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but here's the thing though yeah we pay for one movie and you know you get the two uh-uh <laughs> we would stay all day bro and we would <laughs> after we would see the two 
there's my dad taking us, sneaking us to the next theater, and mm-hmm. we'd be there all day and see all the movies for that was that was currently released in that, that week. Would, that would be on Wednesdays, wasn't it? Wednesdays was a two. No, they used to have fucking not at the Commerce one way. Commerce, Commerce for as long day. as I remember, was a dos por un. They had a double feature. It was like the drive-in way. Yeah. It was like drive-in. You fucking pay for one. You just fucking, you can chill to the next one way. It was probably 96 or 97 when they stopped that. That's when it was single movies. But then they, were then they went to that, that Wednesday. Yeah. But yeah. You know what? Probably, probably so. Because I know, like, I remember going into trying to go, like, because we were still going and seeing movies. Like, I remember still watching, like, speaking of Anaconda, when I said earlier, like, Anaconda, mm-hmm. watched that one with Men in Black. Like, I saw a double mm-hmm. feature still. So, you saw her anaconda the, with men in black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone yeah, knows that kind of podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. That's why the movies, man. I love them. Um, I, I got to step out of this but, one, eh? But before, before I forget, <laughs> what I was going with is with uh, watching the bumper about the 50th time, when I realized, you know what? It wasn't Bob's fault as much as it was Con- um, Rosie's fault, you know? Because if Rosie's, you mean his mom? Richie, you know, if Rosa's with Richie or they have a little thing going, why is Rosa now gonna be like, all right, you know what, forget you? That's true. You know, so Bob, Bob, you know, he might see that Richie's hugging her, you know, or whatever. But at the end, Rosie's the one that you know, hey, what's up, babe? Let's go on a bike ride. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that that way, no, that's like iffy way, because the man, it's your brother way. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if he noticed of, he hugged her, you should be like, "Oh, so that's gay." All right, I got it. I got it. Like he said, like he said, he did. It looks like he did it on purpose, right? Yeah. To 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 show him, "Hey, I'm talking to this girl." Type of deal with. Yeah. It was a sign to his brother because even like when he when he brings it up, he's like, "You fucking back and doing the same shit, Bob." And he's like, "Bro, I didn't know, bro." And he goes. Whatever. Yeah, I, I thought I you. Like, like, oh, you're still the same. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you haven't changed or something like that. And you know, it's like, yeah. It, I mean, they're both at fault, but still, like, come on. Like, she, she, she should, she shouldn't see any interest in him. So even if Bob made the moves, she'd be like, dude, I, I, I got a man. Like Richie's. That's who I'm interested in. Obviously, didn't though. Richie does get back at her. Like, there's this moment I never caught before where. They're they're already living at the house and yes, yes. The, the morning and Richie he's ironing and then he goes upstairs and he's like oh so how where's Bob he's like oh Bob's never home and he's like oh but you're he's like but you are yeah he's you like, are. yeah he's like you're always home he's like yeah but I'm me like that's me who I am and right there you could tell he's like yeah you could have had this but you went with that who <laughs> this man's never home and I guarantee you in that moment she's like like I picked the wrong brother. And yeah, I guarantee yeah. throughout the whole time, dude, she she regretted being with picking the wrong one. Cause she, yeah, I mean, she I, mean, and I never caught that before. Yeah, that one, uh, that one, like, uh, <laughs> oh, I think I'm working on that comment. Yeah, I'm like, ah. <laughs> 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 hey, wait, hold on, Ramon, I think we're losing you, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I'm losing you. I just heard the thunder. Wait, hey, oh, Bernie, are, can yeah. you hear Ramon? Because I hear you clear. No, no, yeah, I hear him oh, the same way. Like, he gets all robotic, and then it's loose down, yeah. and it you're, stops. You're fine, Bernie, you're yeah. fine. But, Ramon, you are you're you have turned into a robot, bro. Oh, well. Oh, there, there goes. There goes. Uh, there yep. was a, 
Thunder. I uh, just heard uh, Thunder. Um, so I don't know if that messed up my internet connection. Yeah, because I, I, I see you're like starting to get all morphed out and everything. You're like disappearing. Hey, wait, I know it's on Cholo. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone, man. We lost him to La Mamba. Lost <laughs> he said Morales. Oh. <laughs> we got to play the song for him now. <laughs> play the song for Mar Ramon, dude. The yeah. sleepwalk. Sleepwalk. <laughs> 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 my, uh, you're on my gun. No, you're, the, you're, you're good now. That is on my end. Yeah. No, yeah. I heard a, a, a thunder just right now. And it's raining, so yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's hitting the garage door pretty hard. <laughs> uh, I don't hear, bro. But you're, you're still there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's where I was going with, like, you know. So Rosie is at fault, you know. She, yeah, yeah, Rosie is not at fault. I'm gonna fucking, I'm, I'm gonna fight both of you. Rosie is not at fault. <laughs> Wait. It's like, all right, no, but come on, man. It takes. Who's at fault? Your, your your brother or the one that's. I'm not going to say a stranger, but how, how long has he known this girl? One thing, Come on, okay. probably a I year or two. My arm around her. We're not holding hands. I just, you know, oh, you know, my arm around her, and I don't say, hey, this is my girlfriend. No, this is Rosie. You know, if, but, if she was my girlfriend, I would say, so you're, hey, you're, you're talking about brothers, though, way. You're talking about brothers. You know, yeah, but I think uh, Bob is a fault, but also Rosie, dude. Rosie fucked up. Yeah, it's she like, did, dude. No, but it, it's like when a, say your your girl cheats on you, way, is it the dude's fault that your girl cheated on you? No, it's, it's, it's yeah. her fault. Yeah, so it's like Bob. So Bob is that, that relationship, that close relationship you have. You grew I, up with Bob, you know Bob. It's Bob like is your you, brother. When you watch, like, you know, whenever you've seen um, freaking, like, uh, it, Jerry Springer back in the day and whatnot, and then it's like, oh, you know, here's my girlfriend. And then the best friend comes out. And then you find <laughs> out they sleep with each other. And then the guy starts beating up the best friend. Like, I always saw that as in, why are you beating up your friend, dude? Your girlfriend's a cheater. Like, she's the one that, it's like, I get your friend is an idiot. And he, like, made that move when he shouldn't have. But your girl went along with it. At that point, I'd be like, I'd be mad at her. That's why I never understood why the people always fought be mad at the one that cheated it's like all right if that's his i don't know if it's girlfriend or not that's why i've always wondered that yeah. but it's like yeah bob's overstepped the line because he could clearly see that's my girl unless he's an idiot and because it goes to show he's not that smart but when he has his arm around <laughs> her, it could just be like oh this is my buddy check out my check out my buddy right here like hey you know so who knows uh, <laughs> but all in all it's like you know i don't know i i think she's at fault uh yeah. pretty much i mean yeah. bob hasn't a hand in it but you know we you know we've been going <laughs> 20 minutes on this guy <laughs> this is over relation forget la bamba was rosie in the wrong that's the truth <laughs> yeah. about this episode <laughs> <Fuck that. laughs> hell no <laughs> so yeah so but other than that i mean that movie it, it still it still resonates it still plays a big part um i don't know if the youngsters right now can relate to it or understand how how important this film was when it was made or you know that it's still out there but i mean watching it i i saw a lot of like um a lot of actors that i grew up with you know El Tio yeah. Lelo was one of them you know he was he was hank reina in suit suit 
you know? Because he, he's he's Luis Valdez's brother. With yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but but he's a good actor. And he's a writer. Well, yeah. like, like, like I was telling you, he's the one that uh, he, he did all the research on, on, on fucking Richie Valens. He started the production like to make a movie with a different director. I don't know who the fuck it was. And then at some point, that director dropped out and his brother took over. His brother, Luis Valdez, was only hired like to write it, to write the fucking script. Yeah, yeah it was written by, so, but then he ended up directing it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you it, know what? If I remember correctly, because there was this podcast I listened to where they're interviewing Richie Val. I mean, oh, God damn it, <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. And I feel like th- this movie had been uh, in the works for years before yeah. it originally yeah. got made. So I think it was written by Lewis, and and maybe he wanted to play Richie or his brother. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, I think you're right. In some something like that, yeah, where that was the goal was to have someone else, but I guess he got too old. So then he's like, all right, we got to change actors now and I'll direct it. No, yeah, well, yeah the, the, it's because, the, the, like I'm saying, that dude, uh, I don't know his name, the, the brother, Lido, the, the tío, was it Tío Lido? Or, Lelo? Yeah, Lelo, Lelo, the dude in the little paletero truck and the dude yeah. helping out in the bar and the fucking, when he's doing the, the VHW fucking little hall or whatever, that dude is, is Luis Valdez's brother and he got the ball rolling. He's the one that originally fucking discovered que, que Richie Valens was a Chicano and yeah. uh, and he, he fucking started doing research for years. And then he, he teamed up with a, another director to pitch it. And then the, like, they were looking like shopping it around, I guess. And eventually that other director gave up. And then he goes, well, he told his brother, you wrote it. You want to direct it? And then yeah. they fucking pitched it again. So he's the one that's in the ice cream truck when they're like, yeah, he's the one in the ice cream truck. guitars. And yeah, that's, that's the, the, he's hey, the one that got the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah, because cool. of that movie, she... She should be pop and push it. I mean, Richie Balance and his flying guitar, you know? Yeah, yeah but, she, well, she hustled because it's like when you see the when, – like when he's like, oh, I got the audition for the band, in which that guy from the moment he laid eyes on them, like the, the lead <laughs> – the, 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 the He knew it, yeah. He knew he's it. Like, Nah, he's like, I, I, I want to I be the guy. Like, nah, get this guy out of here. But all his buddies were like, no, no, he's good. He's like, fine, we could use a lead, guitar, whatever. And then he gets a part of the band and you see his brother shows up and his mom are right there in the car. And at no point do they get to sing and, and like freaking that, that the guy, he's a terrible singer. He's all, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Rudy, like, Rudy. Connie, I love you, Connie. Like oh. this guy sucked. Like, and then they get mad. So his mom is like, you know what? F this. Like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to put try to get you out there. And then she gets him to go perform at this, at this bar. And it's very Mom's much. Like, yeah. The Cowboy Palace. Yes, and it actually, I guess I read that it oh, still yeah. exists. It's still there where he performed. And he's there. And at first, it's like everybody's there, like, looking at him, like, who's this guy? And if you ever – I don't know if you guys ever seen this one movie called Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you know that part when they go, nobody's leaving until in, without singing the blues. It's like that where they're all just staring. That's how I felt this scene was. They're all just staring. The moment he starts playing music, it's what connected him with everybody, that music. And he showed he could rock. Bob could play the drums, oddly enough. And everybody's <laughs> dancing. And that was all the mom. And the mom's like, I, I know my, my son has it. And she goes out there and hustles. Like, these guys, they had a band, but the mom's like, I'll manage you. And even the guy, he's like, he's like, oh, my mom got us this place. Like, oh, your mom's managing us now? He's like, yeah, we got a place. Let's do it. Guy bails, whatever. And it's like, dude, the mom hustled for him, like, and that that that's amazing, like that to 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 have that in the movie. So like 
without his mom doing that, I don't think Richie being young, I don't think he would have been able to go that far. So mm-hmm. a lot of his career, I feel, is his mom because the mom gets that show. The guy shows up, you know, Joey Pants, you know, Bob King, King um, he shows up to the event. And I know mm-hmm. there's a fight that ensues, but it's like the mom was a big part of his career going up there. And I think that's pretty badass. Yeah. She believed in him. She knew she knew that Richie had it. And she saw that. I mean, and, and it says a lot. I mean, Rich, I mean, Lou Diamond Phillips or Richie Valens in the movie, you see him. I don't know how true it is, but I've seen it in real life. This kid's walking around with his gar- guitar everywhere. You know? Yeah. He's in school. He's uh, you know, he's hanging out in the in the in the backyard. He's always with his guitar, you know. So that goes to show, like, okay, yeah, my kid, you know, is made for music. He's made for rock and roll. Nobody's gonna give him a shot. You know what? I'm gonna try to get him that shot. Yeah, that was awesome. And she believed in him, and she and she encouraged it. Instead of saying no, you know, worry about school or worry about getting a job. No, she that was that's rare. Um, and especially for those times, because you could tell that they needed the money. Yeah. Uh, but it's rare that she actually supported and pushed it and did all these things so that Richie could, you know, flourish in his art. And mm-hmm. she had so much faith in them that this I never caught again before watching it growing up, where she says, he's like, you know, I asked like the, he's like, man, I can't believe you did this. He's like, well, I use this, this month's rent to rent this place mm-hmm. so for her to take that risk on her son was like huge because she used her rent money the rent money for the house to rent that place and if say no one showed up it failed they could have probably been evicted you know oh, yeah. so that was pretty cool of the mom to do that you know it's like yeah like richie and yeah he gets he gets a hit and like Unlike today, you know, back when it was very much about single artists and they would just have a, a house band when they would perform. And it was right away, it's like, you got to get rid of the band. And he's like, nah, man, like my friends, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and he's like, all right, look, what do, what do you care more about, your friends or the music? And his response was, I care more about my family because he knows this would help his family because he's always cared and loved his family. And he promised his mom he would buy him a house, buy her a house. And it's just like... You have this whole aspect of like the film because I know we're already like an hour and 12 minutes in. So with the movie uh, to continue going for for most people, it's like the with Richie, he does start having hits and he's out recording. But throughout the movie, you still see his fear of flying. And I feel like it's very much a final destination where he escaped death and it finally got him. The plane almost could have got him if he was at school. And at the end of it, he still ends up, the plane ends up going down with it. Santos, I'm going to tell you where he fucked up. All right. (laughs) When he's having uh, lunch or, yeah, he's having lunch with Donna and he's telling her the story of of his friend getting killed by the plane, right? Yeah. And he says, you know what, but I'm going to be a star and stars don't fall off the sky or fall out the sky. I'm like, you fucked up, bro. You fucked up. Yep. Yep. They trust the sun. You know, you, you just jinxed yourself right there. And I'm all like, and, and if you notice, they really focus on that moment because the, the camera stays on him for a while. And then when they pan to Donna, Donna has this like, you know, this look like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. And then he just smiles like kind of like nervously. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, the whole film, they're, they're foreshadowing the plane crash way. 
the, from the from the very beginning the first scene is that fucking plane crashing and then throughout the whole movie he's having that same dream of the plane crashing yeah the whole movie is like setting you up for, for the end right? well they know. also they also do a very supernatural aspect to it because they have that little like uh the shaman guy? yes the shaman mm-hmm. gives them the necklace at that Ikura point he's no, longer, he's no longer afraid to fly and he's fine like he, he's going wherever he goes and then the next time he goes on the plane right before that he gets in a fight with bob and bob rips it off breaks that necklace his like his his you know his protector what he whatever yeah. you would call it amulet. His amulet. And, yeah there you go and then the next time he's on a plane he no longer has it and he dies like he crashes you know and then that's it like it's like it's not spoiler because people know this because you got three big artists who died a song was written about them but it's also every year it's called the day you know the, the day the music died and it actually yeah. just recently the day rock died. and roll died wasn't it yeah something like that right yeah. and it, it just recently just happened i think the anniversary it, it, i believe it was in early march or february oh shit oh was, wait a minute it must have been yeah, yeah february been- 3rd 1959 february. Yeah. Rock and roll music legend Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper were all killed in a plane crash. And that is considered the day, yeah, the day music died. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, so that, that, that makes sense when we're, when we're talking about earlier about the timeline then. Yeah. Because then that's, that's at least two years now from the, from the plane crash. From the, from the point where he leaves that place. It's also if Bob never showed up, he would have still stayed there. Yeah. So, yeah. so it kind of like it's also Bob is... A kind of a factor because he got him out of there, you know. So and, I mean, all in all, yeah. So it's like you know, the a lot of it, like it's you know, to see this movie, like you know, to finish up, uh, it seems like we already praised. I I, sh- I can't I shouldn't even ask you guys like, oh, sh- would you recommend this movie? Because obviously you guys do because it's like <laughs> you guys have been <laughs> talking about this movie, <laughs> so of course you guys <laughs> would recommend it for people to watch. So. um uh before we end it i do have one last question uh when it comes to this uh movie uh bob enters an art contest one of my favorite scenes is when they go to columbia pictures and he's like you know he's like he's like it's kirista basura memory he's like is buzz buzzer and all of that and he starts drawing he he wins the contest now did he win five hundred dollars or did he win five hundred dollars in prizes? In prizes, in art lessons. He says no. He, they, yeah, they send him the the drawing desk. Yeah. The fucking they send him a drawing desk and an art lessons, right? Okay. See, because I used to think that when the mom says like, "Oh, that's good, you won," so you could you know help with the baby, and he's like, in art lessons. I used to think he meant he's gonna use that money. For art lessons. lessons. But he didn't get any money, right? He won $500 worth of art lessons, right? In prizes, yeah. Yeah, okay. See, I was wondering. I've always wondered about that. Well, he had that big box, which was the desk they sent him. Yeah, the draft. girl got all mad. Like, get the fuck, get that out of here. Like, we can't, that doesn't help the baby. You know, like, yeah. He's like, but I can make a career out of this. (laughs) Well, that, that, in his head, he, yeah, he he was going to build a career out of it and no one, no one paid attention to it. See, that's the one time you could say he was trying to do something positive, but no one had faith in him. But he was—he yeah. was—he was thinking about for the family. He's like, "I, this is what I could do to to be able to be something now, you know." Yeah. And and they just looked down at him. So that's you know that was a downside. Um, 
you know, the famous song Sleepwalk, I used to think that was actually, you know, Richie Valens growing up. You know, I didn't know it was actual artist. So that's the famous song that everybody knows when it comes to La Bamba is obviously La Bamba, you know. But, <laughs> I was going to say, no moments. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that that guitar riff, everybody yeah. always relates that song to, you know, and let's not forget, every time you hear that song, you're always all like, Richie! Yeah. <laughs> Most famous scene, you know, right there. Yeah, at the end where the way the movie ends is when he knows after his brother dies. It's like, it's a sad scene. I remember, I actually, as a kid, like, I remember the theater, everyone, I cried shit. Where, like, he goes to his mom, she hears it on the radio, and she's like, why, Bob? Why? You know, and it's just like, yeah. Why my Richie? Why my Richie? Yeah, so... So there you have it. <laughs> before before we get off, Santos, um, the one thing that this movie, um, the only the 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 one thing that this movie really, uh, um, not only did it got the, the raza together and everything, but it almost destroyed Los Lobos. Really? Why? Because because of the movie, the Lobos, the, all the music is sang by them. Everything that Richie sings and everything, the 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 Lobos cover it. Yeah. So, when the movie comes out, people that didn't grow up in the sex, 60s or 70s that knew the, who the Lobos were, you know, um, whenever they went to the concerts, they thought they wanted only to hear La Bamba and they wanted to hear those, you know, not their wow. original, but they wanted to hear that. So they, they would get sales, but then they're like, everybody was complaining like, hey, La Bamba, La Bamba. So it got to the point where like the band was just fed up with it, you God, know? Man, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, if you think about it, say you don't know. Yeah. And you see this band because they released, there's a music video and in Lou Diamond Phillips is in the music video. They're singing La Bamba. So mm -hmm. you're assuming like, oh, if you don't know better, you're like, oh, they're, you know, they're, oh, they're in the movie too. I want to see them play it. So they're like, hey, that's not our song. Like, hey, come on. Let it, they're it, in the, the DJ bar where, where, you know, they're, they're the ones that the Lobos are playing la, the original Bamba that inspires Richie Valens to write the rock and roll Bamba. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. All right, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, La Bamba. Obviously, we've all rated it high. We can continue talking about it, though most of it was either, you know, saying was Rosie Internet. <laughs> As <laughs> we all just it was like it was Rosie. It seems like both me and Ramon were saying it was Rosie's fault, but Fernie was like, "Nope, it was all Bob." You know, so Bob, bro. if you get anything out of this episode, uh, would be pay attention to that scene and let us know who yeah. was at fault. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, it was amazing having you guys on. Uh, before we go, uh, please give us your plugs to where they could find you guys, listen to you guys. And check you guys out. Well, um, you could uh, check us out at chicanoshuffle.com. That's our website. But you can also, you know, download us on all the platforms: uh, Spotify, iTunes, um, Stitcher, Comcast. I mean, Castbox, I think it is. Um, and you know, our you could also follow us at at Chicano Shuffle on Instagram, and we also Everything. have a Facebook, Chicano Shuffle. Everything's Chicano Shuffle. If you punch in Chicano Shuffle. We'll pop, we'll, we'll pop up. You You'll put it in Google. You, you, you pops up. YouTube. Um, we have our um, episodes recorded on YouTube. If you don't know what platforms or how to listen to a podcast, you know you could um, check us out on YouTube. And, They're listening uh, to this podcast. My mom is waiting. 
yeah, Chicano Shuffle, man. That's all it is, really. You gotta check them out. Uh, you guys are up to what? A hundred and how many episodes? Uh, Thirty-four. 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 hundred and thirty-four episodes. There you go, man. Hundred and thirty-four. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. so you guys are are. I'm. I think I'm at one thirty-seven. Oh no, this is gonna be episode one thirty-eight. So we're on, we're like basically there. How many episodes do you do a week? Um, well, I try to do one, but I have like, I'm running four podcasts right now. So <laughs> Shit. yeah, I got 88 miles per hour podcast. This is all like the traveling back movie podcast. I got brothers bear podcast, uh, but that one is an archive because I found 23 episodes. I never originally uploaded. So I've been oh, putting shit. those out. Uh, we got the Disney plus podcast. That's Disney plus podcast. And then we also have monkey monsters midweek podcast. So we got four of them. So I have a whole network going the brothers bear network. And wow. it's, yeah, so I have all these podcasts going. So I try to do at least one a week. Uh, currently, uh, Disney's on hold because one of the guys that's a part of the show, he's an essential worker. So he's been really busy. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, There's yeah, another yeah. one. I'm all same here. It's like, but you know, I, I, like, luckily I, I, I've been able to switch around my schedule. But, you know. Yeah. All right. I don't get home till like eight, you know, eight or yeah. That's why, you know, I said, hey, let's do this a little bit later if you don't mind. Oh yeah, just to you know, to cut you know, make sure that I was home. Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys were able to come on. It was an amazing time. Um, if anything, if if you could pick, uh, we'll we'll do. I I I'm trying to bring back song of the week, but I'm only giving 30 second teasers, so I'm not trying to put the whole song so I don't get in trouble for it. So <laughs> each of you, I want you guys to give me uh, a song of the week that you would want people to hear. If if it's movie related, that would be better. I'll let Ramon handle this one. All right. So give, give, give the audience a song of the week. Uh, the song of the week, I would say uh, go with, oh, shit. Um, not from a movie, but I would say, you know what? Check out um, Human Tetris' um, Ugly Night. It's, uh, you know, it's um, kind of like a dark wave. Uh, it's a Mexican dark wave. What? Yeah. Mexican dark wave? Crap. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that one. That's awesome. Yeah, I forget. I like your, your, your taste. I, I see you post your music, dude. I really dig it. A lot of times. Yeah, I, you, you were I, like, oh my God, uh, what was this? Sisters of Mercy? Yeah, I was like, what? This guy, you know, yeah. I, I'm not going to say I did stereotype, you know, I'm thinking lowrider oldies and all of that for you. So when I saw it, like, you got a lot of these cool, like, you know, you would call the flashbacks, a lot of 80s synth pop. You, I'm like, what this guy get out of here you know so it's pretty I mean, cool to see all of that i mean i've been listening to mongolian folk death metal <laughs> and that's why i do when i see you you know yeah. chicano shove all that i think like yeah this guy's all into like heat wave and all of that you know yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> but yeah all right that's cool man all right well there you have it ladies and gentlemen i had a great time you know spending our time in 1987 listening to la bamba having fun with bob and uh, you know if you know it's not my first and it's not going to be my last but i think Definitely. it's time that we hop into that delorean and travel back to the future
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.